0: This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Good morning, Central Valley. Waking up to a full day of sunshine on this beautiful Saturday morning. Gerard Lozano this morning with the Fresno Association of Realtors. Happy to be here filling in this week. And um, it's not all the time that we get to speak with a president the president, the, of president of anything, really, but... Uh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody out there. This is Brandon
1: Gonzalez, and as Gerard alluded to, I'm the 2018 Fresno Association of Realtors president, and uh, glad to be here. Good. Yeah. Thanks for
0: being here. Yeah, we get well, to talk a lot, but...
1: We do. Not,
0: we have to be serious for this. Oh, right? no doubt. That's, uh, yeah, we're, we'll fly by this hour, then we'll go have some coffee. And it's game time. Call today. Yes. 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 So, uh, I, I
1: just, you know, we're basic for those out there. We had just come back from Long Beach. We were at a series of meetings regarding, you know, the upcoming, you know, propositions that are out there. We we covered a lot of, you know, risk management, a- anything and everything real estate related. And, and but the uh, the biggest takeaway is always the real estate forecast as we prepare for 2019. So, I know we'll touch on that a little bit today.
0: <laughs> Brandon, you just took us to 9:40. Oh, 9.40 a.m. But nine forty, when I was going to bring all this up. But oh, yeah, no, just, you, uh, I like to do a little prelude. <laughs> Let me know when you need me to tag tag me in, and we'll be oh, good. Oh, yeah, no, we're good. But uh, <laughs> we did just get back, and and there's a lot going on, and and um, tis the season, baseball season. Yes. Football season's underway, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a political season underway, and and I bet everybody's out there is maybe uh, um. You know it's it's a necessary thing and and everybody's getting flooded, but we're coming to the end of that political season um closing in on under a month, of course on that but uh it might be nice to get our television commercials back to to where they once were <laughs> and nothing bad against anything but it's right. uh it's every single every other one, yeah, I know everybody's uh I'll be ready a, for a break, but
1: yeah, I'll be on the treadmill and look up, and it's you <laughs> know.
0: It's a political commercial yes, um, so I know you were busy as president, you're very busy. you've got a few meetings you need to attend at, yeah. at the association and different groups and things and right. and uh you did the economic forecast for the e d c back in uh, spring, I believe that was yeah it was, uh, i was believe it was the first week of April, so Brandon gets the luxury of of uh, of his opinion. Yeah. Uh, uh, according to st- uh, to stats, but of course, yeah, you've got Brandon's mind in there, and you you've got your own things and comments. But uh, I know you shared a state of the market yeah. earlier this week. Do you want to talk about what you shared and and what we're looking at? Right here, we are in October.
1: Yeah. No. Well, let's go back even to April. Right. So mm-hmm. we had at that point, you know, one quarter in the books, and usually the first uh, three months is relatively slow. We're kind of figuring out wh- what direction the market's going to go. And so, you know, I had looked at a lot of indicators that the market had been very strong for so long, you know, 9% uh, annual median increases and, and and I guess everybody was always asking that question, you know, when's the car going to overheat? And uh, you know, we were we were cruising along and um, you know, in my forecast, I felt just based off of not just Brandon's, you know, uh mind, but talking with other brokers, yeah. talking with Certainly. you know you know and and being a part of the association leadership team is uh, you know exposed me to a lot bigger greater minds than i ever imagined and you know figuring out what are you guys seeing you know on your brokerage level on you know your day to day and we were all starting to smell kind of what was you know in, on the horizon and and i mentioned that you know we were going to start to see some sort of normalcy come to uh come back to the market mm mm-hmm. yeah and uh yesterday
0: Yes, sir. Go ahead.
1: No, and I was just going to say. And yesterday, you know, we had uh, Dr. Richard Green from USC speak. We had John Bonadelli, the third, I believe, uh, speak. You know, on on the uh, construction side of things, and then I wrestled the residential market. And um, I mean, there's no doubt about it. You know, that uh, sale or inventory is up. You know, f- uh, from last year, eighteen and a half percent. We've got uh, you know average day on market starting to go up a bit. Mm-hmm. Price reductions are are up. You know, uh, so that the, there's a lot of strong indicators that we're we're heading back to you know somewhat of a normal market. So, you know, correction's not a bad thing.
0: And we can't, you know, we do a monthly commercial that's kind of a real brief update on on this from month to month. So, you know, you tune in every month and you may hear that commercial here and again. Mm-hmm. But um, over the long haul, I don't know. Here we can elaborate a little bit more. But um, you know, housing slowed down, sales mm-hmm. slowed, right. Um, well i think twenty five percent for those yeah. taking notes uh from last month mm-hmm. uh, Fresno Clovis month to month month to month right and then uh but not necessarily the end of the world not, uh, at all. not a bad thing uh, r- prices are still going up a bit yeah. right I mean it's like um uh, those that are in their home, I think the biggest thing if you might talk about a little bit with this is um you know as long as your home isn't losing value. You're you're in your home for the long term, right? And right. you're just living. <laughs> you're yeah. not really checking your home value every day, but in the long run, obviously it goes up and there's little dips here and there, but right. uh, the investment someone makes. So, so let's scale the landscape, right? Let's talk about the uh, the traditional owners of a home that you
1: just had mentioned. Uh, yeah, you know, they're in it for the long haul. They're in it for the school district, for the parks, for all the, the nearby, you know, amenities, And, uh, you know, that appreciation is is their kind of gift of sorts. And, you know, it it bends, it curves like any normal market. And so, you know, uh, talking about inventory, over the last, you know, seven, eight years, we've been very low on inventory, you know, um, as low as 1.2 months of inventory. and. And uh, last I checked the other day, we're at 3.3 months. Mm-hmm. And once we start to venture into that fourth, you know, four to five months, then we're back to a normal market. Yeah. And in normal markets, <laughs> you see 2 to 3% increase in value in your home. So, you know, those normal owners that we were just talking about, I mean, they still have, you know, a lot of good things to look forward to. And then on the investment side, you know, if you're an investor, you're figuring, you know what, they're not building anymore. There's still a need for that that rental market. You know, there's always – that need and, right. and uh so I, I really think we're we're still looking really good in, in many senses, and the economy is strong and you know i 'm not going to
0: you know harp on that that tune, but yeah no no it's and one of the takeaways I had from last week of many takeaways, but it's somebody said they 're not making any more land Mm-mm. you know, and obviously housing is under built and right. it 's been underbuilt for a long time and and that 's the challenge for for local cities and and even obviously the builders. Yeah. Um, getting through that to make the adequate number of units available for people to purchase. Right. So I saw a stat uh, that Leslie
1: Appleton Young used in her real estate forecast that, uh, you know, California needs 180,000 homes built annually. And right now we're at about 120,000, just over 120,000 homes being built. So Mm -hmm. obviously underproducing, uh, we know there's a lot of red tape, you know, um, in some of the, the, you know, mid-major, let's call them, to, to larger cities and and there's just, you know, we're, we're at that point where we've got to get creative on how we can cut through that red tape and, and build more and, and, you know, affordable
0: housing. Mm-hmm. And I know there's, we talk about that, and yet there's plenty of the, not plenty, we need more, but there's building happening Yeah. out here in Fresno and Clovis and southeast, southwest. There's
1: yeah, you've got that southeast, you know, corridor that's really taking off and, and you know, that feeds into Clovis and Sanger, Unified School District. You've got Madera County that is also, you know, uh, just on the northern rim of Fresno that's building out, and there's some great communities, you know, and uh, that was one of my takeaways yesterday in in listening to John Bonadeli Jr. speak is about these master communities and the amenities that they are offering, Mm -hmm. right? And it kind of, you know, goes hand-in-hand with what I've been telling folks is that there has been, you know, buyers have been seeing these things, and and so there is an expectation that, you know, hey, I'm watching HDTV. I'm going to pay you, Mr. Seller, what you want. (laughs) New construction offers everything under the sun, you know. Yeah. And by 2020, solar, you know, right. um, yeah, I I want you to do every single repair. So there's, you know,
0: it, it kind of fits the whole. It fits into the puzzle of you know home ownership. And and people expect those amenities that, as you said, that uh, yeah, sometimes and they're not always an association. And that's a question for you. Yeah, they're yeah. not always not, uh-huh.
1: not always right. Yeah, I mean, you've got the the neighboring parks. They build it in, you mm-hmm. know, maybe on a bond and. Know, in other ways, but uh, yeah, there's just now it's almost it's almost expected. <laughs> I was you know, say it's expected. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. All right. Um, we're gonna get into also some tips because the current market is it's shifted. So, yeah, people there there might be more to look at. Rates actually hit five yeah, percent recently. We're, we're getting into the low and, fives. And you know, you you tell somebody that before we go to our break, we talk about um the rates and how low they've been for so many years, but um. You know, it's really good. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I could think 10 years back when I bought mm-hmm. my second home, we were happy when we got, you know, uh, a high six. The millennials, are uh, they haven't experienced anything, but, you know, I said to a couple, speak with your parents and see what they were up against and uh, right. appreciate what we have. And look, you're going to get a park, too. Yeah. Right? right. Yeah. They didn't, it, uh, the landscape's changed a bit and and um, here we are and they're trying to do more parks and and amenities for the the folks living there. Yeah, it's a good just thing. Just to keep it, you know, like I said, that master community. All right, all right, we got this one done, Brandon. It's almost mid morning. Yeah, we're doing well. Right You're on. listening to Gerard Lozano and Brandon on 9:40 a.m. ESPN. <laughs> Like that. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, Carter. Uh, Brandon and Gerard are here this morning. A beautiful Saturday, and uh, dogs are going into Mexico later today. Yes, sir. Go dogs. I think we'll get
1: another win. Yes, we will. Hopefully, we can crack the top twenty-five here. Ooh,
0: yeah. that'd be nice. Good. Everybody, get a hat then. Oh, if you don't have your hands I have hat, I have my okay. hat. I like the new ones though. Oh yeah. Always good a new one. Um, all right. Tips for, current, for the current market, Brandon. Yeah. There's, um, there's activity, obviously, and right. um, the number of days on market. Woo, it spiked to yep. 34 from 29, so you get an extra day to pack, <laughs> but still pretty brisk, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but So
1: my thought on that, right, is if I'm preparing to list my home – is asking an agent, you know, what can I expect in terms of, you Mm -hmm. know, um, days on market and, you know, how does the marketing plan kind of, you know, roll into that? At what point are you, you know, still doing what you said you were going to do? And so I think getting that advice from a professional early, you know, about the, about the trends and especially specifically for their neighborhood is important.
0: I'm going to ask you that. I'm selling my home. You're in my house. Mm Mm-hmm. How long is my home gonna be? Oh, we agree on price X, okay? Right. How long should I expect my home to be on the market? Well, if if the agent taking done, your advice and we yeah
1: right right so yeah mm-hmm. and and you know um, typically or, I mean what sh- should the agent should be able to let them know is you know what that specific area with the comparables you know that average day on market and then basically comparing say so, hey your home is is uh, obviously. Can be priced here. You can anticipate. You know the absorption rate in your marketplace right now is is 29 days, and right now we're we're third in line. But we have this, this, and the US, and then this mm-hmm. is the marketing plan that's going to help. You know, enhance the exposure. So, I, I think right now more than ever, especially as that day on market, you know, it doesn't seem too big, like you said. But in the big scheme of things, there is going to be. You know, I, I think importance put on. You know, open houses. There are going to be some other additional fundamentals that you're going to have to do probably a little (laughs) more you know we're seeing the signs out on the corners we can't
0: deny that are the open houses really for the
1: neighbors
0: (laughs) oh for the neighbors as i often joke and and i've heard that a lot yeah yeah you know and and that's for the neighbors to come in that you never invited over
1: but (laughs) at the same time you know those neighbors know of family members of friends of colleagues that are you know thinking of relocating and uh and maybe they're their opinion helps them get through the door, you know, and so I don't want to discount yeah. that. But so average day on market, I think it's you know definitely asking a professional. What do the stats look like? You know, what type of marketing plan are we looking like? And uh, and then yeah, and then you know
0: going a little deeper with that, um, you know, before they get on the market. And you know, strategy probably comes into play on the on the seller side when you're speaking with your clients. I'm sure. Um, a lot often, or hopefully a yeah. that 's why they hire somebody is to help them oh right um, you're not trying to out outdo the doctor trying to give you the advice their professional advice uh real estate right um
1: so again it, i think I like the uh, the example you use with doctor right we We definitely have to see what the symptoms are so that we can provide the the right you know medicine for for the situation every situation is different is what i'm saying right Certainly. And, and so you know we may say hey look they're they're anticipating on being to southern california they need to be there in and no more than you know or let's say 3 months and then at that point you have to introduce them to the timetable of well hey if we if we sell it at, at an x you know or, or do you anticipate renting back or do you have another place right. to stay or or you know what's uh, what's the end game over on the other side of the move and we're also seeing a lot of chain sales, you know, that move up buyer or that empty nester and uh, preparing them for that uh, orchestra of, of sorts that has to go into it. I mean, there's a lot of production with communicating with lenders on timelines, making sure that there's not another domino that needs to fall in order to uh, in order to get a sale through. So, you know, just again, it's communication, it's it's talking with uh, with all the parties involved and then setting the, the right expectation up front for. You know the uh, the future stresses
0: because there there are some stresses that come along with uh, multiple moves. I think the contingent on finding a new home is probably agree or disagree one of the biggest challenges maybe. Yeah, um, I mean no doubt because you know you're
1: you've got you know multiple facets. <laughs> and, you know you're not just worried about your inspection period. You're worried about another buyer's inspection yeah. period, and you know then there's the contingency periods that trying to make sure they align and and getting closing dates and what typically happens if you have a concurrent closing so hey we we lined everything up it seems perfect well now they need to be out of their home in order to move into the next one and so that's where you see you know um, at times agents trying to work that rent back in or Mm -hmm. you know get get a few extra days so that the move is is uh seamless and they're not having to be homeless for a few days
0: and then you go to the buyer side this current market it's it's probably exhaling a bit, and yeah. there's a little more time on, on a lot of sides. There's more inventory for the buyers to look at. Are they being a little bit more, I'll say picky, where they want to be, or they find a beautiful home, maybe right. in a er- totally different area of town? Are they open to looking at other?
1: Yeah. I, I, well, what I'm seeing, and, and going back to you know tips, right, uh, the, the tip. That I would give in a changing market to a buyer, especially when the inventory is starting to increase, is talking with their lender, you know, seeing what programs are out there, and then also seeing as rates are going up, see, you know, what a rent a rent buyback looks like, and then maybe working that into closing cost on the on the purchase because maybe a property has been sitting a little longer and they're willing to give a, a little closing cost in turn that buyer gets to buy their interest rate down so mm-hmm. they're not paying that interest rate maybe that uh, that they feared, you know, that was going to raise their monthly expenses, you know, or they had something budgeted for. So I think talking with the lender, you know, and obviously um, exploring the different markets, uh, I mean, everything's available online. But I always tell my buyers there's nothing like standing out, you know, opening up your front door and looking out, what else do you see, right? And, yeah, we've Uh got Google Earth, we've got this. But I I always say you want to do more research on a neighborhood, drive it at three different points of the day, you know, early in the morning, you know, to see what that morning crowd looks like. Midday. It's true. And then, you know, in the uh, in the evening during kind of peak hour, that
0: five to six o'clock time. And then, uh, well, buyers, of course, know what they want. I'm sure. Or well, do they, right? Or do they? Okay. Yeah. I'll just say they do. You were yeah. taking some, I'm going to meet you at ABC uh, Main Street. Mm-hmm. Oh, Brandon. No. But then you get there, or if you talk them into going, mm-hmm. hey, I like this. Does that happen? It it does happen. <laughs> I'd say it's a little
1: more it's it's rare, you know, and yeah. you may you may have that happen with first-time home buyers who may not be as picky and uh, do need a little more um you know, they want a little more direction on what neighborhoods would be best for their commute, would be best for maybe, you know, uh, the kids are young, but you know, we're nearby sure. schools in the next 4 or 5 years you know but somebody that's moving up or even an empty nest empty nesters like know where they need to be they need to be closer to the grandkids uh-huh. or they need to be you know um somebody that's going up to the second home they know s- specific areas that maybe have slightly larger homes or they're going for you know that school district or to be closer to work and so but yeah it's usually that first time home buyer they're they're open minded they're not as locked in a, on something and uh yeah, you can't surprise them with saying, "Hey, how about this, Jim?" And then they're like, "Wow, I'm glad you uh, I'm glad we saw this one.
0: I'm glad you gave them the the tip on that." But um, yeah. that's very, of course, valid of course of uh, what you said with empty nesters maybe, and they they want bigger land. They're not, you know, homes now are getting tighter with the right. the lot size. But you know, once inside, it's great. Um, throwing the balance back and forth between big lot. Semi-large house versus a larger home and maybe a smaller lot. Um, that's just a sign of the times and what developers are being, yeah, uh, encouraged to build, right? right. Yeah, you've got um, right density ratios and such,
1: and yeah, and and I've I've definitely worked with buyers where at one point they're they're talking, you know, I uh, I'd like a large lot, and then it's again define a large lot to me, yeah. you know, because there are ten thousand square foot lots that. You know, are good size, but if you've got a single level home, you know, and and you've got a, a big front yard, you know, or there's a lot of depth on the front, it leaves you really not much entertainment space in the back, or you know, much of a backyard. And so, I, I think really defining th- those those um, you know what you're looking for is important. And uh, you know, buyers that are out there, if you're listening, you know, let your agent know. Be specific. You know, if there is a certain property, you know, uh, if it's your Grandparent's house that you love going to, and their lot was perfect. Mm. I mean, give them the address so that we can pull an aerial of it, and we can you know kind of see that. um, If there is a specific home that you grew up loving, or you drive by constantly, and it just let us let let the agent know. I mean, there's so many more tools and and techniques we use now to really you know chisel down to what that what home we can look at. And I mean, uh, an average agent is going to go out of you know 100 homes in a year
0: yeah and you know the high
1: you know, the high end producers are going in and out of thousands if you really think about it and True. and so you know there might be a property that or a neighborhood that we've been in, we say, well, this is a neighborhood we haven't really looked at, but you know based off of what you're telling me, maybe we need
0: to f- focus over here and just you know find the right one very nice and you know of course, we talked about the forecast a little bit earlier you brought yeah. that up um the central valley still everybody listening, and everybody knows but I think it we can't probably say it enough is one of the most affordable locations right. in the state. Um yet we have our own challenges with yeah. our own market or even in um you know, just the communities north and south of us. Right. Um they're all very unique, right? Exactly, yeah. And if uh for my folks out there that are listening that like
1: statistics, here's something that you can chew on. So uh in two thousand eleven Fresno County had a seventy one percent affordability index rate so that is phenomenal that basically means that you know 71 percent of the median household are people that uh, can't afford you know home and and now we're at 47 percent so in just a matter of you know eight years soon to be eight years we're we're scaling you know pretty drastically the other direction and we anticipate that that will level out this coming year and then on a state level it's worse. I mean, it, it, they anticipate that it will be about 25 percent, thanks to our folks in the Bay Area and, and Southern California. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, affordability is, is important. Um, and it starts with, you know, knowing your numbers and being able to say, well, what is considered affordable here
0: may not so much be, you know. Right. <laughs> Very much. We're going to keep this going. We've got to yeah. take our next commercial break. You're listening to Welcome Home Radio on ESPN 940. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. We'll just say that was the baseball uh, intro. Now, uh, baseball, college football, sports. all sports, all sports all the time. Housing's kind of a sport, isn't it? Ah. There's, a, there's a lot of teams on that real estate. There's a lot transaction of transaction that you guys get to deal with. So that's a good point. Yeah, no, there is a lot of teamwork. So teamwork. Good, good way of putting it. Teamwork. Um, before the commercial break, Brandon, we were talking. Um, you had stated the housing affordability yeah affordability rate has dropped to 47 percent this year right. 2018 it was as high as 70 plus 71 percent in 11 yes um uh and Leslie Appleton Young our, our economist at CAR the California Association of Realtors goes through her slides and it's kind of ridiculous just uh it's not mind-boggling, but hearing yeah. a, a median price is 1.7 in in such and such area. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine, that's median, but the uh, the drive. Yeah. Uh, and to me, that's always quality of life. Quality yeah. of life. Well, honey, I'm gonna I'm leaving. It's 5:30. Um, I'll see you about 7:30, 8 o'clock. Right. Where's dinner come in between?
1: Yeah.
0: And then time with your kids, time with your wife. Yeah. You know what? I got to get to bed because I've got to get up at 4 o'clock to get on the road to try to get here by their weekend they, they uh, must I, live
1: it up for the weekend you know that's tough yeah but um i mean hey you know everybody's got yeah. a everybody's uh-huh. got a purpose in this life so i mean i'm not trying to knock it but i just it. i'm just saying that uh yeah definitely if you can i think we can all agree that <laughs> if we can be home in 20 minutes versus an hour and a half it's not a bad idea yeah and i think another topic they hit on was transportation you know and trying to figure that out and i won't know dive into the the weeds on that with uh you know the bullet train and such but Mm -hmm. you know uh, speaking locally i think we've even experienced a lot more delays i I know traveling up and down herndon i've got to double my commute and so Mm -hmm. uh, obviously you know the population's growing um infrastructure needs uh, you know need to be met and
0: and it's, you say, <laughs> Herndon is a very popular street, yeah. right? Uh, and it's getting to be, so is Sierra, so is um, Bullard. Right. Um, Blackstone is always what it is. And, and, you know, it's it's traffic. But once again, we talked about millennia, millennials and the, they see the rate at 5%. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's bring it back to you and I and our families and things. Yeah. We see traffic. Oh, my gosh. But still, it's not that bad. Oh, right, yeah. Relatively speaking, yeah. right? Um, yeah. We got to drive home from Long Beach, and it's... Forget about it. Ooh. Yeah. No, thank you. But to each his own. As you said, Right. everybody else, shh, buy houses, stay here if you'd like. You can move. You can move, come back. But here we are a few hours away from uh, the water, which would be the coast of right. Monterey or um, Pismo and such, but... Uh, or if you want to go skiing, go skiing up at uh, Sierra Summit. I think it's still Sierra Summit, yeah. Not a snow guy, yes, but uh, go so. to the lake. Plenty of um, our own amenities that. The China Peak. Sometimes we don't. Uh, China peak Yeah. Sometimes we don't even take advantage of our own area. Yeah, we take but, it for granted. Uh, uh,
1: so we do. Going back to the meeting that we just had, it's it's nice. You're running into other professionals that are asking, you know, where are you from? Letting them know you're from Fresno, say proud of course, and, yeah. uh, and it's, oh man, great location. You know, you guys have a lot to do around there, mm-hmm. and it, you know, it kind of gives you a sense of pride. Like, yeah, we do, right? And like you just mentioned, it's like we don't even get a chance to really yeah. enjoy most of it, uh, and it's right around us. So, you know, getting out there is important.
0: I think we always do, and we're probably the first ones to knock ourselves. But yeah, you know, it's we've got we've got good days and bad days, but. Yeah we've got a great place and and they always come up and ask about Welcome Home Radio and now you can podcast this program subscribe through it well, to it through all those favorite podcast right. channels that I don't even know SoundCloud being, being one but just search it on your, your iTunes, device iTunes uh-huh yeah. Android is something different but
1: right well um as i was talking about you know Fresno just being desirable and and you know talking with others outside of our marketplace and hearing their perspective um, that, that leads me to something that I've talked about kind of in my real estate forecast is mm. that we do have a lot of outside pressure, you know, coming from people that do notice that, Hey, that fifth largest city over there, that Fresno thing actually is onto something, you know, you know, creating job opportunities. I mean, our unemployment rate is single digit, you know, which, uh, which is a great thing if we could think back 10 years ago, or let's not use 10 years ago because nobody was doing too well, but even before mm. that, you know, it was, it was, a uh, really rough waters and so I think we've come a long way locally that we've got to put some perspective on it and say you know look we're one of the most affordable places to live we're not uh, a a blown out renter's city yet hopefully never you know and uh, we've got all these great amenities surrounding us we've got local builders who are you know keeping up with the times and and, you know um, I I think doing a great job of, of helping us replenish some of that inventory and you know we've got great We've got great, I, I think, you know, education systems that are, are bringing these people in. Now, what that's done is, you know, it, it's definitely it's it's put that it, without trying to talk out both ends of my mouth because we still have people coming here. Yeah, I, I still think we've got people that are like, well, you know, what does that mean for uh, for my house? You know, what are we going to get those multiple offers here in this coming market? yeah, I think once we get into the, you know, if it's a nice home, I mean, we've got those, like I said, those folks relocating here. Mm -hmm. We still have a good amount of buyers on the sideline that are waiting to see how things shake up. And we've got our current buyers who need, you know, more room for their family that, you know, are are growing. So um, I anticipate that we're going to see a, it'll be a a normal market, but an interesting market this coming year. Next year. Next year, yes.
0: And I believe... Our chief economist statewide said a decrease in sales of 3.2%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Yeah. You know, things are going to – I won't even say peaks and valleys because that's not. It's a, right. a dip, right? right? It's, it's, um, it's a dip. It's a
1: correction. I mean, it's it's necessary. Mm-hmm. I mean, things are just running away from many, and that's that's why we saw the dip in sales is because prices were just getting out of hand. And it's like, yeah, people are making good money, but it's starting to run away from you where it's just, uh, you know, people are saving up more for down payments, you know. So uh, that's why I think it, we're going to see a resurgence um, of sorts where people will come back
0: in the market and kind of help flatten this thing out. It'll just be like a little dip, like you said. And then um, as we head into the busy time of Thanksgiving and the holiday season and Christmas, um we'll continue our little trend of sales. They don't yeah. give us their perspective on, on
1: the, through the end of the year. Yeah, the perspective. Typically, December is a decent mm-hmm. closing month, which means that transactions were opened, you know, in the middle of November, the beginning of November. So there is a lot of activity in November locally. Uh, you know, you've got people, you got to think, uh, some people that did filed extensions, you know, to October, that, mm-hmm. that may now be, you know, realizing what they can do uh for purchasing power, you know, and they filed their, and now they filed their taxes. So now you've got another like market that starts to enter and you've got people that do it for tax purposes, relocation. So we see December being one of our strong closings month, uh, historically, but you know, um, again, kind of sharing hist- his- history and then also sharing what happened this past summer. Uh, the summer months are usually pretty, you know, rocking and rolling and, and they were actually a little quiet, but, uh, you know, again, I, I really think I'm being optimistic uh, because uh, the people that I've talking to, the mm-hmm. brokers locally and 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 even um, outside, or some of the surrounding areas in the ca- South County and whatnot. Uh, we anticipate that you know activity will start to get going here but, uh, and finish strong on
0: 2018. And you 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 talked about the different areas, and and we're part of a region which is from Bakersfield um, up to our branch office up in Oakhurst, and then.
1: Um, Over to Mariposa and, and Tehachapi. Madera,
0: Tehachapi. So we've got our little valley region. Um, probably some of the similar themes that you are dealing with, I don't always get to talk to all those folks, but yeah. is that kind of the common theme for, it's Region 12 is our area was what it's called, but right. uh, other local associations within our region?
1: Yeah, we share very, I'd say, you know, Oakhurst, that Shaver, you know, Bass mm-hmm. Lake. There is some more uh, recreational housing up there. So, or you know, uh, the the rental. So, it, they are a bit different, you know. But they do, sh- you know, their inventory was low when ours was. Uh, you know, the supply and demand curve was pretty consistent within the region. Mm-hmm. And uh, but as a whole, when we talk, you know, we see a lot of it talking about affordable. You know, what what's considered affordable now versus you know, eh, during the peak. And uh, kind of seeing yeah. that, you know, we're we're still looking
0: pretty good for the most part. And curious about Bakersfield because, you know, we don't deal with them locally. But um, yeah. your counterpart down there sim- experiencing some of the – even they're a di- very different market. Still close to, right. I'll say, Magic Mountain, L.A. area. But um, that's still a little bit of a drive. Right. But their market is much different than Fresno's, I would it, think. I,
1: it, ever so slightly. You know, uh-huh. I, I think it's kind of uh, – a hybrid, if you take some of our, you know, the the Bicelia Tulare, you know, and, and you mix it with Fresno okay. because they've got just a, a collection of, of everything. But um, they seem to be going pretty strong. And, and when I talk with them, yes, the inventory is increasing. The average day on market, you know, has been pretty consistent. But um, they seem to be very optimistic yeah. uh, in Bakersfield because they've got some decent
0: building going on. And oil. Oil. Oh, yeah. Oil. 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 <laughs> yeah, can't forget about the well. <laughs> All right, we, we got to hit our next commercial break. Right. You're listening to Welcome Home Radio on ESPN 940. Welcome back to our final, final segment for Welcome Home Radio on this Saturday morning. Uh President Brandon Gonzalez here with you. Hello. Um uh, how's your year been as president?
1: It's been busy, you know. <laughs> a lot of uh work. Nothing working like get, putting you on the
0: spot. I'm staring at you seeing if yeah. you're hesitating. So, no, it's been Go exciting. Ahead. It's a
1: <laughs> great learning experience and uh you see how much work goes on below the surface for sure. A lot of work.
0: Plenty of things to do. Yeah. Our membership as staff a, is, is about uh, 3600 or so members strong Mm -hmm. 37 plus (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. um you know the the show obviously is for real estate info Mm -hmm. good bad and the ugly that's what we've been saying for 10 years um on the local perspective right right uh buyers sellers let's turn the turn the table around um what are your colleagues your realtor member colleagues your peers Mm -hmm. biggest challenges that they're going to be facing this year, but more so for, uh, for next year. Yeah. That's a really, everybody, good question. buyers and sellers listen up because your realtors are honestly, they, they work their tails off. They do. Um, what are some of the challenges, you our know, members face? Um,
1: I think one of the biggest challenges is actually something that is making us better as an organization and that's technology. You know, technology is moving so fast right now. Uh, a lot of the Bigger brokers are doing a good job of keeping up. Lar- uh, smaller brokers are, you know, being very agile and, and keeping pace. And, you know, um, consumers just have so much more information available to them. And so if if an agent's not up on their statistics, if they're not strong mm-hmm. on their presentation and know their contract, uh, in which we speak so highly of to protect, you know, uh, their rights and, um, then, then I think you know they're going to miss out. They're going to get left behind because, as I said, it's just now the information's out there, mm-hmm. and um, that that worried a lot of people. But the more that I look at it, I, I actually think this strengthens us as an organization, uh, so long as we continue to, you know, keep uh, keep up. And I think we're doing a, a good job of it. Yes, you know, there's third-party aggregators that have information. I'll use uh truly I won't say the Z word uh you know as an example but you know you can go on there you can you know as a consumer you can look up all the information and have an idea of what properties are selling around it but the power of cooperation you know that power of the network that agent has I so I so I think agents have to understand that power of the network is important and not just inside their brokerage mm-hmm. you know even some of the larger brokerages they're going to do less than 15% in-house deals so they're going to be transacting with 85% mm. Outside, so building that network, you know, and and knowing that, hey, I'm going to be working as a team with somebody from any anywhere from 30 to 45 days. Yeah, if you work with a good local lender, less than 30 days. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so you know, I think knowing the network, you know, going to events and, and getting familiar with who's who and what's what, so that transaction goes much smoother, you know, and and uh, not just leaving everything up to Gmail or, or you know email or yeah. texting and um Reaching out and touch someone—it's—it's going to get back to that for sure, and, and uh, that's going to continue to keep us strong. And and so, th- those are some of the the issues. Uh, you know, I think technology, as I said, I, I think you know the network, getting to know your network even even more so. And uh, I'll give you a good example, right? So I, I know s- certain agents that list in certain areas. Why? Because I've become friends with them, and I know they live there, and their kids go to school there, so they have a network within that the area. And I've got a buyer that wants to buy in that area, and they may not have a buyer at that time. So I contact these agents directly yeah. that are not in my brokerage, and I ask them, "Do you have anything coming on the market?" So now they're able to say, "I've got something coming on the market next week. You know, if if you'd like, I'll I'll get you in early, and and that gives my clients a little bit of hope that hey, we're working for you, yeah. you know, and we're utilizing that network.
0: <laughs> Brandon's got friends, or just a few, and we might be able to. You yeah. know, use your yeah, <laughs> your leverage, services le- leverage and, that network, oh my gosh, right? Gosh, look at that. And then yeah. you know,
1: going back to you know the uh, the information that an agent or that a consumer sees online, yeah, you know what that that property did sell for three hundred eighty-five thousand. But let's see what other concessions went along with it. You know, let let me call the other agent because I have access to that, and see you know how long did that transaction go um what what other matters affected the the sale did they have multiple offers you know those are the things that we get to utilize that network for so um so i think you know as as time goes it's we get so busy and caught up in our day to day um i think it's important to to reach out and touch someone and then you know uh, some other challenges is just you know there's a lot of different laws coming out you know with um privacy rights california passed one that'll come into play in in 2020 which doesn't seem like it's, you know, here, but, you know, snap of the fingers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of us have consumer-facing websites, and we're collecting information so that, you know, we can contact them and let them know more about a property. Well, we're going to have to really hunker down because you're going to have to disclose to that consumer where this information is going and how it's being used. And if not, there's going to be some hefty fines coming our way. So I I think agents, again, you know, we have to stay Mm -hmm. involved know these things so that we're not only just protecting ourselves, we're protecting our customers,
0: our brokers, and, you know, everybody involved. You brought up so many points. It's kind of like um, as a sitting back as a seller or buyer, oh, they do much more than have right. a business card, get in the car, and show people homes. Right.
1: Um, yeah, and, <laughs> I, again, this is a good time now where, you know, agents are going to start reaching out to, to lenders. Lenders have a little more time to talk this time of year and just saying, hey, what are you seeing on the market? Because a lot of these lenders work with builders. They work with, right. you know, outside, you know, markets and finding out uh, that that information so that we can set better expectations for our buyers, set better expectations for our sellers. And I always tell my agents, you want to be a great listing agent work with buyers. You want to be a, a great, uh-huh. a great buyer's agent, get more listings, you know, because you got to understand both sides of the fence in order to be effective. And I think, you know, th- there's, there's a lot of teams coming into the fold and, and, and they're great and they, and they're highly effective as we've mm-hmm. already, as we've seen, but then also building on that and letting them understand all the, uh, you know, there's a lot in the background that everybody needs to know what's going on on each, for each task so that, we as an organization, you know, are more effective because we're affected by every, you know, whether we know it or not, you know, Johnny, right. Johnny idiot, you know, uh, takes a, an online lead call from one of these sites and then, you know, gets upset and he gets emotional. And then next thing you know, that consumer is like, man, those real estate agents, they sure are a touchy group,
0: well. you know, and so I think we got to hold it together. That's why those realtors are such a professional group. Right, exactly. There is a difference. A difference, <laughs> Right. So yeah, that's a interesting to hear the perspective coming from. You have your own brokerage and and your own folks underneath you that um, yeah. <laughs> being being ambidextrous buyers and seller sides are, are um, yeah. But Brandon, I just want to list everything. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but if you don't mm-hmm. understand, you know, the mindset yeah. of a, a buyer's
1: agent or a buyer and, and how they're trying to, you know, construct their offer, you're not going to be as effective. You might miss, yeah. you know, a couple. Loopholes that uh, may may leave some money on the table, or leave yourself exposed on a term or a condition. So I, I think that's definitely uh, something. I, I want to give an example. So, sure, new agent uh, joins my office, and um, you know she wants to sell her property and you know go through that, and uh, she has bought and sold real estate, you know, meeting her primary res- residence mm-hmm. up and down California and uh, settled here in Clovis and When it was all said and done, she closed her first deal last week. It was, like I said, her property. She had multiple offers, and uh, she was like, wow, you know what? I actually feel stronger about the realtor brand and what we have to offer going through it, you know, and understanding the complexities of, you know, the request for repairs, you know, (laughs) the handling of the multiple offers and making sure that, you know, you give everybody their respectable opportunity Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, and then getting it closed in time, you know, so that yeah. people can move in and so yeah, it's so a lot of moving parts to it and I think uh we we've we're earning respect as time goes on because it uh we made it look easy. We posted on Facebook, hey, sold right. in one day, multiple offers, yep. but you know, uh, there's a lot
0: of a lot of things going on below the surface to get it to there. The the clients out there aren't necessarily watching how that clock's built. They just want to know what time it is and how much money am I going to get out of my house.
1: Yeah, or yeah, don't don't <laughs> tell me about the pain, just show <laughs> me the baby, right?
0: <laughs> and so the I agree. you know, the association we put we, last night we had a great bowling tournament and and the the camaraderie that's always there with the realtors and your peers, you know, we just do different events throughout the year it's not always on the uh, educational right. side and the classes and the designations which we do all year long but as right. you say realtors like to get out and the affiliates love to get out and have some fun and and just relax for a few hours yeah. with each other so yeah no it's
1: it's uh yeah you're right it's a great experience and just being able to talk about what you're seeing and you know and keeping it just informational and never crossing that line i think for the most part it benefits everybody including our clients
0: and that's the end result, right? Exactly. That's who. That's what we're here for, too. We're here for you guys, affiliates, uh, realtors. Um, you guys are out there performing your own service, and uh, collectively, right? It's about homeownership is one of the big things, and when it's right for you, do right. it. We're all, we're all part of this big ecosystem, right? You know, in, in our
1: career choice is helping people find you know homes and sell them, and uh, whether they're a teacher, you know, uh, work for PG&E. I mean, we all. Have um, We all have value to society, and so I, I think a lot of times because, you know, real estate, you know, especially as you see some of the high sale markets, um, you forget about all the skill that goes into it. And so I, I think now as we start to see a shift, we're going to see the professional, again, having to keep up with technology, having to know our stats as they're changing, and having to build our network. We're going to, again, rise to the forefront of what's going on in, in real estate and not have to rely on a computer to tell us. Sounds easy to me. Yeah.
0: I'm right. glad you guys are doing what you're doing. We're trying. It's
1: a, it's a battle every day.
0: That's great. Well, I think we've about wrapped everything up, Brandon. We solved all the, um, let's see, we're going to take care and watch this affordability, right? We're going to get more houses built. Builders yeah. are going to listen to you, and we're going to get more housing going. Yeah. Um, state of the market's pretty good. Yeah, we're, we're healthy. Nothing wrong, nothing wrong with it. No, yeah, we're healthy. Blood and pressure was high. We're healthy now. <laughs> Good. Your own? Or is it just a stress too? right? Probably both. Yeah, okay. we're good now. Okay. Well, that means you're working. Yes. All right. Thanks for joining me. Thanks and it's been a pleasure me. having you as the president this year. But Appreciate let's try it. to get back on this show before December. Right on. All right. Thank you, everybody. Right. Thank have you, a, guys. Have a great weekend. Have a good weekend. And go Bulldogs. Go dogs. Bye-bye. Have a great week.